morning, Grinders. Hey, it's the DFS pregame show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper, a.k.a. Blender Ed, a.k.a. Blender HD, a.k.a. hopefully on top of you in the GPP contest. I don't know about NBA last night. NBA, uh, there was so much overlay. I just I just jammed in 150 lineup. Didn't really think much. I made 20 bucks. So, okay, that's all I could say about that. Uh, I mean, if you didn't have, a, what, J.J. Redick and Clarkson, and some of those guys, you probably didn't do well. But, I mean, it's it's a two-game slate. I mean, I, at some point at the end of of, uh, of the Lakers game, there was like a 7 million way tie for like 300 bucks on FanDuel. It didn't work out that way. The, if you were a millimaker winner, you got the uh, millimaker winner. You got uh, you got $3,500 there. So, I guess everyone can put in their Twitter profile that they're, they're a milli. They're a milli contest winner. If, if you want to do that, it's technically true, I guess. But I, I primarily played baseball last night, and that's what we do on the DFS pregame show. We look at yesterday's slate. We spend some time studying some top players, going over some strategy that may or may not have worked, uh, my te- my approach uh, from, from, from yesterday's slate. And this is what I do in the morning. I, I get up in the morning. This is literally what, when we when I do this show, it is it, it is exactly what I do. So, like, I'm looking at it for the first time. I'm looking at, you know, I go over here. I take a look at some projections, early projections for the first time, and get a sense of uh, what I could learn from yesterday and how I could apply that to today's slate. And uh, if you're in YouTube chat, I, I I got a green screen now, so I don't know what's behind me. I think Devin said I put that there's a park behind me. There's, some, there's something behind me. But Devin probably put something really ridiculous behind me. But I don't know. But I'll, I'll be a floating head now. If, you, if, I, if we go on results DB, I'll just be floating. I'll be floating everywhere. Probably if I do something like this, the green screen breaks or something. So who knows what it's going to look like. But that that's what we do in the morning. Uh, I say hello to my YouTube people. YouTube people, you're my most important people. You got to hit the thumbs up button. Devin does not have hot coffee today. Uh, he has he has an iced coffee. So you got to hit the thumbs up button to keep his coffee cold. Because I just got water. Because I don't drink coffee anymore. So this shtick is kind of old. Right? I don't know what I'm going to do anymore to get you to hit the thumbs up button. You come up with something. Come up with a reason to hit the thumbs up button and do it. Okay? Just do that. But my YouTube people are the most important people. If you're here live, 11 a.m. Eastern, here on Roto Grinders YouTube, you get my full attention. So if you've got questions about just general DFS strategy, about last night's slate, about today's slate, uh, about how to use the tools here at Roto Grinders like Lineup HQ, just feel free to post it in the chat on YouTube, and I will take care of you. The people that listen later, screw them, right? You should have been here live. Maybe you'll learn something anyway, but whatever. But yesterday, I, I, I always go into uh, Results DB. I always pull out some of uh, some of the better massively multi-entry players in the uh, in the, the big $15 or whatever, whatever it would be on the day, the big GPP. And, and and see and see what they did and how it differed from from me or where, where they choose to go. But in my in, in the YouTube chat, I got uh, I got Heat Nation Seven. Are you going to be doing these for NBA too or just MLB? Primarily MLB. For for the I'm mostly going to be playing MLB. Uh, I'll I'll be on a, a crunch time on the weekends for NBA, uh, chiming in a bit. But my my mo my main focus with this restart is uh, is baseball. As long as we keep baseball, because apparently the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals have positive tests, so maybe within a couple of weeks, uh, I will just be playing NBA. So we we don't know, uh, but but it's primarily going to be uh, MLB. Uh, but but we got a big big day today. Okay, after this show, this is going to be a slightly abridged show. It's not going to be like a full hour. We got the Soul Cast at noon Eastern, 
Then after, right after that is NBA Grinders Live. That's Slate Locks at uh, 2.30 Eastern. So it's going to be NBA Grinders Live. And then at 2 o'clock over on Roto Grinders Premium is NBA Crunch Time. And then 5.30 p.m. Eastern is the free uh, MLB uh, Grinders Live show here on YouTube. And then the, uh, the MLB uh, Crunch Time uh, for, for premium members. So it's a, it's a big day, big day for Devin. So make sure you keep his coffee cold, right? He has iced coffee today by hitting the thumbs up button. So we got Tony Tishauer here, Ronald Coley here. We got, we got, we got people here on the YouTube. If you've got any questions, feel free to type it in the chat. But, uh, but yesterday, uh, obviously pitcher side, uh, it, if you didn't have Shane Bieber, you probably, you, you, you probably couldldn't win a GPP right across the board. Uh, I was 31% owned uh, in the, in the big GPP. Uh, we see you have to hear when very heavy. If you see here, E. Hafter went a lot Bieber and Lamette, which is like two expensive pitchers, which means it's going to correlate very much when we go over that he played a lot of the cheap Royals, which were, which were chalky, right? So he did a lot of combinations where it was Bieber, Lamette, and then just very cheap stacks, right? But across the board, uh, Ricky D and TJ, a little under the field in Lamette, over on Bundy. I mean, I was pretty much on par with a, a lot of this this ownership. I didn't think Lamette was going to be this owned, so I actually ended up coming in under on him. I had more uh, Stripling and Ray, so obviously that did not work out. I, I took I took a bunch of Ray, but I also took Dodger stacks. So it was one of those things. Robbie Ray's the type of pitcher where uh, either he's going to put up 20 DK points or the Dodgers are going to kill him. So, like, I wanted both instances of that. So I, I played, like, 20% Robbie Ray, but I also played, like, you know, 8% or so uh, Dodger stacks. To, to, of course, they're not correlative to one another. Like, they both can't do well, those lineups. But I played 100 lineups. So I figure if I'm going to play some Ray, I'm also going to play some of the Dodgers. Obviously, if you see down here, like, some of the better pitchers barely got owned. But did anyone expect Marco Gonzalez to have that great of a game against the Angels? Well, the less than 1% of people. Right, and most, most, mostly, no one played him. Martin Perez against uh, against the Mets, eighteen points, cheap pitcher. Right, we get TJ played some of him, but pretty much that's it. Ryan Yarbrough against the Braves. I played a whole bunch of Braves, so those lineups didn't work out. He did fairly well at a what seventy four hundred dollar price tag. So I mean, there's a way to get different, even a pitcher. I mean, I was heavy on Bundy. I was heavy on Bieber, Lamette. Singer, strip. I mean, basically, basically these top, top six. Uh, I didn't have any Max Freed, but I see across the board. I mean, Ricky D had had a bit. I slew for you had a bit, but but not like across the board. Uh, he he was not that owned. Barrios. I mean, I slew for you decided to play a whole bunch of them. A couple of people did, but I mean, I just thought at his price, I pl- I played I played Indians against him, and uh, for the most part, that didn't work out. And other than Lindor. Uh, but those stacks didn't didn't come in, and Singer didn't. I mean, a lot of a lot of the better players uh, went under on Singer. Uh, I went over on him because I needed a, a cheap pitcher because uh, I was I was playing some expensive stacks. Uh, so uh, so he didn't really do all that well either for for even his cheap what sixty eight hundred dollar price tag. Take a look here; it's, it's, it's about, about equal across the board. I mean, we can see the the the. Pitcher distribution is very similar to how the stack distributions would be. More expensive pitchers means you have to play cheap stacks. And cheaper pitchers means you can play more expensive stacks. So they're going to go hand in hand. So like if, you know, Bundy, Berrios, you get mid-range stacks. If you're playing Lamette and Bieber, kind of like E. Hafner, you're going to have to play cheap stacks. 
Okay, so let's go. Let's go to the hitters. Okay, let's take away the pitchers. Let's sort by field. We could see, I mean, obviously right here because uh, E. Hafner played two expensive pitchers, you're going to see a lot more Royals because they were obviously underpriced yesterday on DraftKings. I mean, we had Sal Perez at, what, 2,600, Michael Franco at 2,000, Mondesi at 3,300, Soler was under 4K, but it was going to be chalk. I mean, take a look at this. Sal Perez, 36%, 26% for Whit Merrifield. Uh, Soler was 21%. Ryan O'Hearn was 18%. Mondesi was 15%. And then take a look at the Yankees. I mean, that was the chalk build yesterday. Royals, Yankees, and Bundy, I guess. Uh, so the judge, judge was uh, Judge Stanton. Both at 28, 25. LeMay was unnecessary with five points, but he was 28% owned. Labor Torres came out of the game in the middle of the game, 24% owned with only four points. Uh, Gary Sanchez, uh, I don't know, he, he has 10 strikeouts and 15 at-bats. He was 12% owned. Voight was the key to the Yankees stack. If you had Voight, Stanton, Judge, that was the three-man, but the five-man was not necessarily the, the best route yesterday. So Judge, Stanton, and Voight were the ones that made the Yankees stack. But LeMahieu and Sanchez and Torres kind of killed them. Uh, so the five-man probably did not come in for their prices. So across the board, you could see, other than E. Hafner, who played two, two expensive pitchers, that most of, a lot of, most of, I mean, what I have up on the screen, faded those situations, right? Faded chalk Royals, faded I mean, not completely faded, right? I mean, Sal Perez probably, you know, here. Lay him in some. But Ricky D at 3%. I mean, these are probably one-offs, right? One-offs at these 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 uh, percentages, right? But, I mean, some still had, you know, some Royals. And same for the and same for the Yankees. But I slew for you, just said no Judge, no Stanton, no LeMahieu, right? Voight, no Voight down here, no Sanchez. Basically just faded the Yankees completely. Then we have Ricky D, just underweight. Jesus Good, our own uh, uh, Dave Potts, he was under 1% on Stanton, 10% on Judge. I'm assuming a lot of these are one-offs, right? Still played a bunch of the, the Royals, though, right? Jesus still played Perez, Merrifield, Solaire, 28%. So he still played the cheap, those type of cheap stacks. Uh, looking at the, the chat, Ronald Coley asks, is a pitcher your first decision of the day when constructing a lineup? No. I construct my lineup in as, as holistically as possible. I mean, I'm, most of the time I'm using lineup HQ. So, I mean, I'm building MME lineups, but like building by hand, obviously the pitchers that you select change the decisions you can make on the stacks that you could have. So like, you know, even if we take a look at today's slate, like if you're going to play Blake Snell, Darvish, Clevenger, like if you're going to play Clevenger and Mike Miner, a 10K and a 9K pitcher, you're probably not going to be able to play you know, the, the, the Padres and cores, you're probably not going to be able to play a 24, 25 K five man stack. But if you go down and you're like, okay, I'm going to play Luis Casillo at eight K and Dallas Keuchel at seven K or something. Oh, now you're only spending 15 K a pitcher. Now you could play more expensive stacks. So it's, it's how it goes hand in hand. I'm more likely to decide what stacks I want to play before the pitchers I may have like in my, in my build, like on a 12-game slate that we have today, I may have eight pitchers in my pool at different price points. So maybe I do include an Alex Cobb just to have a 4K pitcher, right? Maybe I do include a Logan Webb just to have a 6K pitcher, 
So maybe I have like maybe maybe my my pool is uh is like like Clevenger, McCullers, Miner, Castillo, Cobb, Webb. So I can make a lot of combinations. So I yes, I could play cheap stacks in the ones that are Clevenger and McCullers. Like that's where my cheap stacks would end up being. But in my my cheap stacks would be something like Castillo Cobb or something, you know, something like that. Castillo Webb. It's like, okay, now I can play expensive stacks with those pitchers. Because I'm, I'm not playing single entries. So, like, I'm, I'm playing large field GPPs. I want as much leverage as possible. And I'm going to build, you know, 100 lineups and, and try to get as many plus EV constructions that I can. Uh, Sean George asks, if you want to ensure that a catcher you plays in your five-man stack, would you create a group for that? Uh, you can, you can do that. If you want, like, let's say, for instance, uh, let's go to, let's go to a team. Let, let's, let, let's go to a team. I'll show you. Like I said, I know I was going through results DB, but if you've got questions, I got answers. Okay. So let's say we go with, uh, let's go with Houston because they're cheap. They're, they're abnormally cheap today. I mean, other than Bregman, Springer and Altuve. So, I mean, let's say you wanted to make sure that Martin Maldonado, let's say you're playing all of these players. Okay. The, all the, the, you're playing all nine of them are in your player pool. And you want to make sure that Maldonado is always just in a stack. Okay. So you go to player groups, you create him as a, as a conditional player right here. Okay. Now I'm going to just start adding all the, all the, Who's in, who's in the projected lineup? Let's see. Right, we got Reddick and Tucker. Okay. So we're just going to add Altuve, Bregman, Tucker. Is Reddick in there? Reddick, Brantley. Who else do we got? Brantley, we got Guriel. I think I'm missing one. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Who are we missing in there? Correa. Okay. Go to Correa. So we put them all in here. So let's say you only want to play Maldonado in a five-man stack. So we have him as a conditional player, which means in any Martin Maldonado lineups, it has to be a five-man stack. So what would be the logic then? That you'd have to up them up, use exactly four players. So anytime Martin Maldonado's in the lineup, four of these guys have to be with him, which means it's a five-man stack. If you wanted to make it that he could play in, you're making three mans, you could do something like that. Use two to four. So Martin Maldonado will have to be in a three-man, four-man, or five-man Astro stack. I I believe the development team is working on a, a, a additional feature at some point where you'll be able to select like only in stacks, a little checkbox on each player. Where you just go only in stacks, only in stacks. Because typically I like a lot of times, like I don't want Kyle Tucker one-offs, right? I don't want I don't want bottom of the order, crappy kind of hitters, you know, uh, horrible hitting catchers. I'd rather them in stacks than not in stacks. I mean, I don't mind them outside of stacks, but I wouldn't want that predominantly. So I'd create a I create a group like this. So Martin Maldonado will only appear in five-man stacks with this group. You put the whole the whole whole team in. Him as a conditional player, and anytime that lineup HQ is going to make his lineup, it's always going to be in a stack. Is there a tool on the stacks page for this? Well, as well or no? No. Well, stacks you just you're just choosing stacks. You can't like decipher players, right? What what stacks you're going to play? 
right? Five, three, five X, what percentage, you know, Houston, you know, no more than, uh, than 20% as a primary, no more as 10% as a three man or something. But you can't, you can't put the players in on this page. You just, you're just doing exposures for teams and the types of constructions that you make, right? This is the, this is the page I use the most on lineup HQ. But I need to make these types of groups. Oh, I'm going to play Martin Maldonado, but I only want to play him in a stack. So there you go. You can put it this way. Or sometimes you don't even have to make the group. You just do your builds and maybe he doesn't end up appearing in anything that's not a stack, right? As a $2,300 catcher. But I mean, you can take a look and see. But you're able to do that with Lineup HQ. And and all the features for Lineup HQ, you get in premium. Roto-Grinders premium. Rotogrinders.com slash premium. It's uh, a $39.99 a month. You get all the content. You get all the core four sports, MLB, NBA, NFL, PGA, and, uh, and all the, you get the grind down, you get the, uh, the Jesus goods, uh, the musings, right? You get the rankings, you get the tags, you get all the features of lineup HQ. You get, uh, I mean, the slate IQ, you get the ownership, you get everything. So sign up for that. that if you want to use this tool, this is what I use. I'm in, this is the, what I'm in all day. This is what I use. I'm, I've lineup HQ up the entire day. I'm working because all the information is here, right? You take a look here. You see, oh, here's the projection. I have the bat projections. You could use RG projections. There are different projection models. Floor ceiling, point per dollar. You know, plate IQ score because this plate IQ with all the like batted ball and pitching data, right? Slate IQ isn't up yet. You get the betting lines. You get the umpire data, the weather stats, whatever you, whatever you want. So like anything that you'd ever need is in lineup HQ. So all the information is right here. Steve Anthony says fading cores is the best way to go. Even if cores goes off, you're unlikely to win a tournament. I don't know how is cores going to be that popular today. Is it really going to, I mean, I'm not saying that it's not going to be popular, but I mean, if we, if we click over to, to San Diego, Colorado, but I mean, the Colorado bats, I mean, they're fairly priced up on this slate. I mean, we have we have other places to go. Look, San Diego currently has a 5.7 implied run total. Colorado a 5.7. Yeah, so it's the highest total game. But Colorado, I mean, Trevor Story and Blackman and Arenado, they're over 5K, right? And then we get uh, San Diego. We got Machado at 5K, Tatis at 6K. Everyone at Profar and Myers, they're in the mid 4Ks, right? So it's not like they're cheap. But we but we take a look at the Yankees. The Yankees are cheaper other than Stanton, and they have a six-run total against Weber, right? We got uh, Atlanta as a five-run total. I mean, they're, they're a little bit expensive. Maybe you'd rather go to Coors there. Tampa Bay has a 5.7 run total, and no one's over 5K here playing in Baltimore, right? So we go over here. Look, White Sox have a 5.3 run total. No one's over 5K here. We get, uh, let's see, uh, Chicago is a 5.3 run total. No one over 5K. I don't know, the Houston uh, Angels game, there's no line on. Oakland has a 5.2 run total. And there's a couple of semi and Olsen. Okay, maybe they're a little overpriced. The Dodgers, five run total, and they, they're 5K. Okay, so they're comparable. There, there's enough high total games today that I don't see everyone just flocking to like the Padres and the Rockies. I'm not saying they're going to be low owned. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But I, I think this, it's a 12-game slate. Like, I'm not saying that you should fade, not or fade cores if you want, but I just, I, I don't think we're getting 20-plus percent ownership on cores today. If it was an eight-game slate with lower totals, okay, then I would see that. But I'm not shying away from, from cores today. 
I mean, unless Jamino comes out with ownership and there's something that I missed. I mean, because we get a lot of cheap one. If Michael Brantley is 2,800 a day, so maybe people try to five-man Padres. Because I played a ton of the Padres yesterday. I mean, that that I mean that did well, but I mean, they, they were not in lineups that, that worked well to, for me. Because uh, I had a bad, you know, Robbie Ray's in that lineup, so that's dead. Or the lineup doesn't have uh, Shane Bieber, so that's dead. It's can't win. I had a lot of Red Sox yesterday. We see here, TJ, he had a bunch of Red Sox. A lot of people were Red Sox and Dodgers. Like we see here across the board, Mookie Bet. I mean, a lot of people had Mookie Bets because Trout got scratched, right? Because Trout, the uh, paternity list, right? Trout's having a baby. So the natural pivot there was to like Bets or Bellinger, one of the high priced outfielders at that point, because half the game's already started. So Mookie Bets' ownership like skyrocketed because of that. But outside of that, the Giants, the, 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 the Dodgers weren't that owned, but a lot of, a lot of sharp players played. Dodgers last time against Robbie Ray. Cause like I said earlier, Robbie Ray either does well or gets killed. So it's one of, one of the two. So either you played Ray or you played the Dodgers. There's really no in the middle right there. Sean George asks, how much do you weigh slate IQ on a given day? I weigh it a lot, but I, I don't, it's not, it's not the gospel. It's not like, if we take a look from yesterday, let's, let's go to yesterday's slate IQ. Like it's not, it's not gospel to me. I try to stay away from the ones that are in the low win percentage. That's one thing. But like, I don't mind playing a negative leverage stack because if I, if I'm playing crappier player, like you can play, Oh, you can't play the Yankees. What happens if I'm playing the stack with, uh, with Ursula? Well, then you can. So like, you can't just go by, you can't play negative leverage stacks. There are ways to play. There were ways to play the Royals. If you had Bubba Starling or something, that you, you're not going to have negative leverage. But if you look right here, this is yesterday's Slate IQ. This is what you could get in Roto-Grinders Premium, $39.99. Go sign up. But we can see up here, like, yeah, like I didn't go for Seattle, right? I take a look down here, 0.6%. Like, I, typically, I look at this and I go, okay, maybe not. But I still played Indians because they were, they, were, they were cheap, right? So I still, but I did, it's not like I played a million percent of them. But like San Diego didn't come up that, that high in this, but I still played a ton of them. They were positive leverage. But like I played, I was underweight on the Yankees. I was over on the Mets. I played some Dodgers. I played a bunch of Red Sox. I even played a couple of Tiger stacks that didn't work out. Right. And I played Atlanta because I saw the big negative leverage, big positive leverage there. So, I mean, I look at this, but just because I see negative leverage scores, if they have a high win percentage, doesn't mean I can't play them. Doesn't mean maybe I don't play them as a five band. Maybe I play them as a three band. Maybe I do something like that because it all depends on the prices also. Like obviously KC was so cheap that, you know, your construction, you're going to end up playing KC in the Yankees. And it's like, that's that's way too chalk, right? But you could have played KC with, uh, with, with I don't know, who's, who's more expensive, with Atlanta or something, right? If you used, uh, you didn't use like O'Hearn, you used Freddie Freeman and Acuna, like you could have made that stack and that would have been fine because you got the positive leverage from Atlanta counteracts the negative leverage from Kansas city. So you could still have Sal Perez and Merrifield and Solaire. You could have those guys in the lineup, but now you're, you're pairing them with the, the Braves who were much, much lower owned, and maybe even with a, a lower owned pitcher. And then you're fine. Then it doesn't matter. Then it's it. So it's, it's not a matter of like, well, I got to fade the Yankees. Uh, I, too popular. No, I played plenty of the Yankees. Right, I was under the field, 
but I played them in lineups that were less chalky. I don't want to play Judge Stanton, Torres, LeMahieu in a lineup with uh, with Dylan Bundy and, and three Royals, or even or even with like Peraza, like a cheap Red Sox, right? With Peraza, Pilar, you know, like that type of thing. Because still not be enough, not be enough leverage for a large field GPP, right? You're, you're on the line, you're close. I decided yesterday just fade the Royals completely, just screw them. Just uh, if they beat me, they beat me. But they did, they didn't, right? So I'm just let, let if, if it's going to be, look how owned, look, look how owned this is. They're on a, it's an eight game slate, 36%, 29%, right? I was under on the Yankees, right? I just look at this and I go, I'm, I'm just going to be under, right? Blender, you're my favorite. Oh, thank you, Jenna Sandy. Enjoyable and smart. I tried five, three yesterday, but sometimes the three players from the other team for their position aren't that good. Would three one-offs be better? Uh, well, it depends. Uh, if if you don't like the three mans that you're getting, then it may be also a combination of like the pitchers that you have in your pool. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, if I'm going to play, for instance, let's go to the the hitters. Let's go to let's go to. We, we were talking about Houston before, so let's say you're playing five threes. I'm going to do it by order. Like, do you want your three to be Reddick, Tucker, Maldonado, right? Three the three three guys at the bottom of the order, probably not. Right. So you're probably playing an expensive stack and it's fitting these three guys in for some apparent reason. So what you need to do if you're going to play five threes is maybe you cap, you cap your exposures, right? You could do this. Maybe they, they don't appear as a three man when you just, if you're playing a hundred lineups and you're just like, I, I don't want these guys to be more than five. Or you could do like the groups, like I said before. Those cheapy guys could only be in stacks by making these types of groups. But yes, it depends on who's in your player pool. Okay, deciding because you could make you could you could make multiple. Like, look, I you could do fifty percent five threes and fifty percent five one one ones, right? Five x, right? You could do that so you get some one offs and some three mans. But it really depends on how many teams you're playing with the one offs. How many one offs do you have, right? Because like yesterday. For instance, let's say you didn't want to play the Yankees as a five-man, but you still wanted to play Judge and Stanton and LeMahieu and Torres and Voigt, and maybe not even as a three-man. You just wanted to smatter them in, in the rest of your lineups. Then you'd obviously want to play more 5X, right? So you get one-offs of Judge, one-offs of Stanton, one-offs of LeMahieu, one-offs of Torres, one-offs of Voigt, those types of things. But if your decision was that you just want to play 5-3 across the board, then go do it. But that means I'm including less players. You can't play a hundred percent like you can't play a hundred percent five three, and then not have at least three guys from a team, right? Sometimes I've seen questions that people ask about that. Like oh, I've done, Mike Trout's not showing up in any lineups. I'm like, like do you have a stack of Angels? No, no. But I just have him in my pool as a one off. You're trying to build five threes. You can't have you can't have three guys from a team when you only have one of them in the player pool. You need to have three of them in the player pool. So that's really the decision that you need to make. How many one-offs are you looking to play? And how many three-mans are you looking to play? So if, if I'm going to be including a lot of cheap guys in my pool as part of stacks, I'm more inclined to play five three, so I don't get them as one-offs. Okay. You never heard of Grissom before last week? No, he did well for me. He was on the Brewers last year. Right? He he let off a couple of days. He was like 2,500, like the last two months of the season. Yeah. So, I mean, it, 
doesn't matter if you heard him or not. I mean, these are just names on the spreadsheet to me. Where am I viewing this? I'm viewing this on Roto Grinders. The Coochie Sniper. I can't believe I said that. The Coochie Sniper. For the fact that I said the Coochie Sniper, you got You got. You all have to hit the thumbs up button. Okay. There's no. There's no way that we're getting away with uh, with me saying the Coochie Sniper, which I don't know why you'd make that a, a YouTube name. But you got to hit the thumbs up button. Just, just, I don't know. Are we going to get dinged for that? Is that is that a bad word? I have no idea. Uh, let's see. Let's go down on the 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 uh, the lot. Hey, if you're in YouTube chat, I answer you. So it doesn't matter. What do we have to do to get that published every day? There is a brick. No, the slate IQ comes out every day. Once ownership, you need lineups to come out. A lot of people ask for ownership and lineups and uh, slate IQ. Like it's a, it's a seven o'clock slate. So like this, we don't even have starting lineups. Like we don't know, even know who's in the lineup. So you can't even make ownership until then. So Jamino's hamster wheels are waiting for at least teams to at least a lot of teams to release lineups. So you, we typically get ownership in slate IQ around two thirty, three o'clock, somewhere around then. And that'll be updated throughout the day. So you may get one or two updates on slate IQ. So maybe at four thirty, maybe at six o'clock, but that would be for, for premium members, rotogrinders.com slash premium is that published for other sports as well uh i think so i think nba i don't think it's as useful for nba because you don't really stack in nba uh nfl yes i think i think we have that for nfl i think it's the most useful for mlb where where correlation matters a lot more uh i'm amrit atwal hey blender when you're playing low owned stacks do you concentrate your ownership on a few players or spread it out through the whole team you missed out on Profar last night. I'm more inclined uh, to in- include players. I say this all the time. Include players at scarce positions in your stacks. So, for instance, last night on well, – let's go to San-, San Diego. I know this isn't last night, but it's still San Diego, right? So, in this one-to-nine order right here, I'm more inclined to include scarce positions, which are middle infielders and catchers. Right, because you typically don't find as many power hitting options on other teams, so it's a scarcer position. Outfield, you have a plentiful amount of people that could hit home runs in the outfield across the slate. Since you have to roster three of, oh, almost sneezed there. Uh, but uh, so outfield, like Grissom, Fam, Edward, Edward Oliveira. So you got to be more inclined to like get rid of him. Bottom of the order, outfielder. But second basemans and shortstops, I want to play them. Like for the corner infielders, there's more power in the corner infield spot. So if if you want to not include a first baseman or a third baseman, if they're like in the bottom of the order or they're a crappier player, sure, get rid of them. But like you missed out on Profar because you're like, oh, he's just jerks in Profar and he's batting what, seventh or something? Well, he's second base eligible. So why not put him in the stack? Because take a look at second base. I mean, I'm, I know I'm looking at today and not yesterday. But if we take a look at second base, I mean, what do we got here? Point per dollar wise. You got a lot of, a lot of garbage, right? Tommy LaStella, Frank, Freddie Galvis, Chad Pinder, Scope. Scope's okay, I guess. Frazier and eh? Rugnet Odor, who strikes out a million times. I mean, just look at the look at the quality of the position. Even if I sort by fantasy points, you got expensive Altuve, Albies. I mean, you got some, but like, it's not like outfield. It's not like first base. I mean, take a look at first base. Alonzo, Freeman, Myers, Muncie, Olsen, 
Abreu, Josh Bell, Carlos Santana, Tani Rizzo. I mean, we got we got power hitters here, right? Getting, it, it, I could find a one-off out first baseman that could hit me a home run. It's gonna be much harder to find a second baseman unless I want to pay up at second base. So that's why I'm more inclined to to use second baseman, shortstops, catchers in stacks. At least include them. They don't have to be in all of your stacks, but just don't exclude them. So if I'm stacking, if I'm stacking, for instance, I could go to any team. If I'm stacking the White Sox, James McCann is going to be in my pool. Tim Anderson is going to be in my pool. If I'm stacking, let's say, let's say Texas for whatever reason, right? I'm going to look and go, okay, Odor has to be, and Andrews are going to be in my pool in Chirinos. They may not be in every stack, but I'm going to include them on my pool rather than play like three outfielders and a first baseman from the stack and then lock those positions out from other players that are, we have a plentiful amount on a 12 game slate that can hit home runs in the outfield and first base spots. So th- th- I think, I think it was a mistake to X out pro far in your, in your, in your Padre stacks. Doesn't mean you have to play them in all of them. Just to put them in your pool. If you're playing 10 Padre stacks and he's in four of them. Okay, fine. But if you X them out, he's not going to be in any of them. Let's see. Luis Castillo at AK is such a steal tonight. Yeah, I think I think DraftKings thought that uh, Bauer was going to pitch today, and they just left him. They left Castillo. Because, I mean, you'd probably want to play Bauer at 10-4 anyway against the Tigers. But, yeah, I think Castillo – to call him a free square is stupid. That's never a free square, right? Castillo could go out and Detroit could kill him. That could happen. There's a percent of the time that happens. It's not. It's not, it's not zero percent. So I'm expecting Castillo to be the highest on pitcher on DraftKings today. So X out. Okay. Aaron Neal asks, so X out low in the order outfielders. Got it. You don't have to be more inclined. I use the terms more likely and less likely. Be more inclined, be less inclined. I'm more inclined in baseball to play the bottom of the order for road teams and less so for home teams. So in the case that San Diego like, we, we used that San Diego example before. Like, let's take San Diego versus Colorado. Let me go to here. The Coors game. Because the, the, the road team is guaranteed ninth inning at bats. So it's the plate appearance expectation is higher for the bottom three guys in the order. So, like, I wouldn't mind leaving in Oliveris. He may not be in many Padre stacks or something, but I'm more inclined to leave him in. But if we take a look at Colorado, on the other hand, Sam Hilliard down here at 4,300, batting eighth. Because you have to figure if the stack does well, they're going to be putting up a lot of runs and probably be ahead, right? Colorado puts up 10 runs by the eighth inning. They're not going to play the ninth. So you may not get, you may not, you may not get a fifth at bat for Tapia, Hilliard, or Walters or something down here. And since they're outfield only, since they're outfield as well, which means they're not at a scarce position, I'd be more inclined to not play. I'd, I'd, if I was playing Colorado Rocky Stacks today, I probably would X out Papi and Hilliard at the bottom of the order. May, may, maybe still play Walters because he's a catcher. But I'd rather play the Dahl and Blackman instead. But for the Padres, I don't mind playing Oliveras because they're guaranteed ninth inning at bats anyway. So even if they're up 10 runs, they, you could probably get a fifth plate appearance or at least a fourth plate appearance for Oliveras. 
So that's kind of what I look at. But it's more of a, I tend to and tend not to. It's not a always, right? So for Boston, like, I don't, I don't want to pay 4100 for Ben Attendee, but I'm not scared of the bottom of the order as much for road teams as I am for home teams. So if I see cheap homes like the Angels, Tyler Ward here, against even if I if I wanted to stack against McCullers, like I would be less inclined to play like a good winner award if they're batting eighth or ninth at home at non-scarce positions. Catcher, you may, and who cares? So I hope I hope that's understandable. Uh what is the best strategy if you play one lineup in a couple of contests? Well, it depends on what contest that you play. If you're playing the single entry smaller field contest, I would suggest in MLB to stack. You still stack. Play the best stack you can and, and build the lineup with enough leverage. Lower ownership. Doesn't have to be like 1% owned guys. That could put you ahead of the field in relative value against, against your opponents. There's no like one strategy. You, if you want to use, if you want to use a one percent stack, you can. It's unnecessary in those smaller field contests. But if I mean, if you wanted to, you can. But it also doesn't mean you play the chalk, right? If it was yesterday, if, if I was playing a single entry, you know, two thousand entry contest, I, I I wouldn't play Royals Yankees Bundy. I, I I would I I still wouldn't do that. That's like a double up lineup. But I mean, I I'd, I'd look to go a little off the board with my five man stack. Or play like a four-three-one or something like that, and then maybe yeah, you take Judge or Stanton as a one-off. They're going to be chalky, but that's perfectly fine. You got enough leverage in the rest of your lineup. Blender, how's the banana and the orange juice? Not I have water today, so so the I, I have apple juice in the refrigerator, but uh, but I, I have water today. It's 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 getting it's getting warm. You got to hit the thumbs up button. My water's getting getting lukewarm. Right. Mari Donizzi has it right. If you haven't yet, don't for, forget to subscribe and hit the thumps up button. Not the thumbs up button, but the thumps up button. You know who hits the thumps up button? The coochie sniper. I think that's what he does. The coochie sniper hits the thumps up button. Is he still here? Who names himself that on YouTube? I have no idea. But we, we got any other questions on YouTube? This is going to be a, a slightly more abridged show today we got a very very big day here at roto grinders swole cast at 12 o'clock they're gonna be talking about i don't know best ball stuff football stuff nfl stuff one o'clock nba nba grinders live i don't know who's on that show i should look at the schedule someone will be there uh then then crunch time at at two o'clock 5 30 is grinders live for mlb 6 30 is crunch time for mlb uh, I'll 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 be on crunch time on the weekends for M- NBA. Uh, although I'm not playing much NBA, we're gonna have uh, what Kirkwood and uh, Will Chief Justice will be on uh, on the weekends with me because I'm primarily producing. So who knows? Uh, who knows what's gonna go haywire tomorrow? Uh, trying to trying to do that. But uh, the coach, uh, we got more questions from the coochie sniper. What's your typical max exposure percentage set to? It depends. There's no, there's no typical. I, I'm, I'm typically not, not going all in on people on a 12 game and MLB slate. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm going heavy, it's going to be a pitcher, a less variant position. So, like, if I wanted to play 70 percent Castillo, I can. 
I don't think I don't think if I'm playing a hundred lineups, I I know I lock lock them there, lock Castillo. But I'm never I'm rarely ever to never doing that for a for a batter, for a hitter. Right? I don't look at Michael Brantley at twenty eight hundred and go give him give all of them. I want him in stacks, I want him in a hundred percent of my lineups. Because batters are batters and baseball is variant. So Brantley gets four at bats. The the Astros put up eight runs and Brantley's sitting there 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. I mean that happens a lot in baseball. So I don't necessarily want 50% owned. <laughs> I don't want 50% owned uh, any bat most of the time, unless it's a small slate. I mean, if I'm like, I'm just going heavy on one team. If I'm like, oh, I'm just going to play half, half my lineups with the Astros stacks. You can just a bit more risky strategy. Why am I staying away from NBA? Cause it's a crazy games are all staggered apart. Who knows what the rotations are going to be? People are going to rest all over the place, which which provides an edge, which is great. That's why you subscribe to Roto-Grinders Premium. So you, all that work can be done for you. But I mean, late swap throughout the course of the day, just that, well, with, I think I have edge in baseball. So I'm going to focus on baseball rather than two weeks worth of NBA before the playoffs start. So like, I'm just going to devote my time to the things that I believe that I have the time to go all in on because if I was doing NBA, I'd have to be doing that all day. I'm, I'm perfectly fine. I'm just one person. So I, I don't, I don't feel the need to like, I gotta, I gotta play MLB and, and PGA and, and NASCAR and what's the MMA contest coming up. Like, like it, I'd rather be good at one thing than be mediocre at like five things trying to do it at the same time. Eric Johnson, how much randomness do I use? It, Usually none. Usually I'm, I'm, I'm constraining so many things with stacks that I don't even care. But if I'm not, if I'm getting too much of something, maybe I set it at 10, 15%, but it really depends on the lineups that come out. Most of the time I have it at zero because I'm setting exposures. I'm setting stack percentages. I'm, I'm telling lineup HQ what to do for me. So the, 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 the actual projections don't matter all that much. They matter more for one-offs. I'm liking more like one-off type of things. Then I may have to add some randomness. So I'm not getting, you know, 40% Aaron judge and, and 28% Michael Brantley. If I don't want that. Do you go over or under on cores games? Well, it depends. It depends on the ownership. I don't think cores is going to be as owned as, as you make it out to be. It's going to be owned. But I don't think it's going to be this massive chalk. I think there's, there's too many options on this slate. For, for the Padres and the Rockies to be super owned. Not like the Royals last night or the Yankees last night. That, that was ridiculous. I mean, take a look at this owner. We're not going to get this on course today. Yesterday was an eight-game slate, and, the, and the, the Royals were severely underpriced, and the Yankees were in the obvious top spots to pay up for. So I just don't think on a, I don't think you have to worry. If you want to play cores, play cores. Like, I, I, I don't think the ownership is going to get out of hand. But we'll see. Jimino's hamster wheels will keep on running. We'll get that ownership and maybe I'll be wrong. Right. But, but I, I suspect I just, I just take a look at the pricing and everything here. I just, I, I don't, I don't see it being, I don't see, I don't see either stack being 20% though at all. Maybe not even 15% though. They may be one of the higher owned stacks, but not to the point where I'm, I'm thinking like, I just have none of it. River Rat asks, I'm in the stack tool. The stack value number incorporates plate IQ. Where can I find stack price per team without plate IQ projections? Uh, well, I mean, you could look in the 
in the stack section, they show stack value here and average projected ownership. I mean, obviously the ownership isn't up yet and it'll compare that and give you a leverage percentage number. But in the stack section, like the higher the value, that means better point per dollar value, right? Lower point per dollar value based on the RG projections. Like I have bat projections loaded into lineup HQ, but these stack values are all going to be based on the SIS Roto-Grinders projections, but you can find them here. Showing you a little bit about lineup HQ, going over a little bit about today's slate. We reviewed a little bit about yesterday's slate, but we got a big day here at Roto-Grinders. MLB, NBA in the afternoon. I know there's probably going to be overlay. I think overlay in the in both FanDuel and DraftKings for the NBA, you know, Millie contest. So get your entries in. And uh, and and check out the the Grinders live show at uh, one o'clock for NBA and two o'clock crunch time for premium members and uh, and I think that's it for me. I mean, I'll I'll see you next week for another edition of the DFS pregame show on RotoGrinders.com.